Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. to be uh, about 200 grand somewhere around there ahead of budget through the first quarter of December. Uh, now that that's well because hockey's doing well. I would like to give you an update on hockey. Um, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people out in the community. It has really done phenomenal. We've been averaging over 5,000 people a game, uh, which is setting another record, which is over 1,000 people more than it set record last year. Uh, so it's really doing well to keep us in a very healthy uh, condition. This is uh, Michael Caps. He is uh, the guy representing the Bay Center and talking to the Tourism Development uh, Council uh, last week and giving him a good update on where that's at. Because the Bay Center is this ongoing question of, you know, what do we do with it? What kind of refurbishments do we need to make? Remember that report came out that said, yeah, you could dump $70 million in there, no problem. Uh, what? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so they are working on that currently working on a plan to propose to, to re-engage with Populus, uh, who did the FCA facility condition assessment. Uh, if you remember, they came back with a study that uh, had first year uh, some repair and maintenance needed to go in to the tune of $72 million for the first seven years. Uh, over 20 years, it was $138 million. Um, that's quite a lot with, with what we're looking at. Yeah, that's... that's understatement they also brought back three concepts that ranged from 30 or 15 million to 60 million different phased in amenities looking at different revenue streams that we could make the building more efficient more attractive to to what's going on uh, the feedback that we've received is um, maybe we don't have that appetite to go that direction to that that level so we've re-engaged in looking at bringing back a different option so well, we're currently working with Populous to come back with a, a more refined scope uh, to target more of a realizable budget number that could be attainable. Yeah, there's no not much appetite for that is a certainly a euphemism for the reluctance of the board to put that kind of money into it. But like you said, they're coming back with a, you know, what's a more realistic target. So here's what they're considering doing in the Bay Center. Basically convert our second floor meeting rooms into club, loge, lounge rooms, additional um, food and beverage options to help, again, the revenue, but also provide the amenities uh, for our fans coming in, but be multi-use space to where we can still do our functions, our weekly functions, and, and so forth to that nature. Yeah, so that's one aspect of the changes is making those kind of middle-level rooms sort of face in, I guess, instead of you know face out. But they still want to preserve the ability for all of the groups who meet there all the time to do that. But here's the big change that they're looking at. We're also looking at um, expanding the, the capacity of the venue. Uh, a concept that we recently came up with in, in the last three weeks was to actually take away some of the seats in the south end of the building. Uh, by doing that, we can move our stage back which then opens up more side seats. So instead of doing a 180 stage at 7,000 seats, we can now get closer to that 9,000 seat count. See, that's the big thing that he's talking about is how do we get more large shows to come in because those larger shows, we are able to support them, but they're kind of in a weird zone in terms of the size capacity for concerts. Concepts that the facility condition assessment came in with with Populous uh, was only adding 1,200 seats 
but you're spending $60 million to do that. So they're trying to figure out a better way to do that because the limit they have now is both the seating size and also like the dock load capacity? The things we're looking at is changing the, uh, the loading dock uh, mechanism there. Um, I've been engaged with, with conversations with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, they're a big show. Um, two issues with them is they're over 150,000 pounds and they carry 18 trucks of equipment. So for us to do that, it would take two or three days to load in. For them to spend two or three days in a market like us and be off the road and not in other cities, it just makes it problematic. The other thing is the weight, we're, we're only, our capacity is only 125,000 pounds. So one of the other issues that we're looking at with this new scope or, or refinement of the scope is to add additional rigging weight with bringing additional beams that can, you know, take that 125 to maybe that 145 range. And where shows that are in that 150, they can cut down and we can make it work. I mean, these all are changes that make sense to me. And if the price is in the right vicinity, then I can start to see the value of it because it'd be ROI, right? Like you'd put money into fixing it up and improving it, and then you'd be able to generate more revenue with more events, right? Which is, you know, if it pays for itself, I'm all good. Uh, we'll come back to this in a second because, you know, his actual price estimate is uh, surprisingly encouraging. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. We're looking pretty good on our roadways now this morning. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is accident-free. Highway 29... Uh, really not slow anymore. We had a couple uh, little incidents there earlier, one of them being at where Highway 95 and Highway 29 meet. We had a rollover crash right there in front of the Porky's Pizza. Uh, I'm not seeing any major slowdown from that right now. FHP has been on the scene for about an hour there. Highway 98 westbound, getting through Tiger Point. We do have an accident reported. This looks like it's right between uh, Community Life Church and uh, where you start getting into where the Publix is there. Uh, of course, we're going to have our normal morning slowdown there at the light at Garson Point. So this might slow things down a little bit getting through Tiger Point westbound this morning. But otherwise, we're looking good. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back to the TDC meeting from last week where you had uh, Michael Capps representing the Bay Center talking about, I think he's with SMG, that's the management company that operates the Bay Center, on behalf of the county talking about what would the price be for some of the improvements that he's talking about making to the facility. I've whittled that down to 10 uh, to really try to make it fit to, uh, just like we're, you know, if we're looking at a $60 million budget building, maybe we're looking at a 30 million instead of an 18 million capital plan or that came down from the 72 million capital plan, we come down to 10. Hey, those are numbers we can maybe chew on a little bit, right? Those are sort of in the vicinity, especially if it's going to generate revenue instead of just be refurbishment. Uh, but then he spent a lot of time explaining this thing about the capacity for stage presentations. And Jake, this is certainly more your wheelhouse than it is mine. But what he's talking about doing is moving that one area of seats out at the south end so they can back the stage up so they can bring more seats into play. Yes, sir. How many how many seats are in the in the base center now? So we're considered a ten thousand seat arena. Um, that's if you did every seat in the house, full floor, like a forty by forty stage, almost like a WWE in the middle. Um, that's ten thousand uh, for a concert set, one eighty end stage, which means anything behind the stage is closed off. That's sixty eight oh seven to okay. be exact. Keep that number in mind, sixty eight seven thousand. That's not enough. If 
we went forward with this plan to take the seats out, we would go from 6807 to 87 something and change somewhere around there. Okay, so you push it from 7 up to almost 9 by taking the seats out and moving the stage back. People that are looking for the 68, they're really looking closer to the 9. Um, so you're either like 9 or 45. So you're, you're saying like the, 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 the whoever's coming in is looking for that? Yes, the, yeah, yeah. Because they're looking at ticket price. And you have X amount of seats to sell at X amount dollar to make the money that the artist is looking to guarantee and cover all the expenses and so forth. In other words, people who tour are looking for the smaller size, 4,500 or 9,000, and we kind of fall somewhere awkwardly in between. And that's the problem is, you know, we're, we're trying to get out of that, you know, weird spot. When you look at shows that are underneath that 68, I mean, that's a sellout. So most shows are looking to try to come in and, and break even somewhere around 66, 70 percent. Um, so then you're really landing around 4,800, 5,000. If they get closer to that, they're going to rather go into like a 3,500 seater because their costs come down drastically as, as far as being an arena versus going into a smaller venue. So once they get to that 68, 77,000, they really want to get to that 9,000 to, to justify the expense. In other words, they don't, they don't really love our size. They'd, they'd rather have something smaller that they can max out or something bigger that they can generate more revenue out of. And our size is just kind of a weird spot for them. So the question then is naturally, well, if you do move those seats, you know, if you get rid of those seats on the south end, that end of the horseshoe kind of thing, then... Uh, what do you do with that space, and don't, isn't that a problem? David Bear asked the question. So what happens to uh, the sports, like the, the basketball and the, the hockey when you take out that end row, the, the end seats? That's a great question. Um, again, trying to be creative with the space and come up with different options. What we're looking to do is provide different experiences. Um, so traditionally, in the old school way of, of renovating buildings, you take something like that out, you put in telescoping seats that come back in and replace it, and you can fold it. Those are really expensive. So rather than doing that, um, we're basically gaining about 40 feet of space. With that space, we would come in and put a tiered deck, and you basically create kind of like that center field experience, or if you've been to a hockey game, the party deck that's over in the corner doesn't have really great um, you know, views. You can still see it, but it creates that. Now that people are out in the atmosphere, they don't actually have an actual seat, but they can stand at a table, mix and mingle, socialize, but they're part of the action, and it would be a really a different specialized uh, experience. So we see that as a plus positive for both the hockey team uh, as well as Sunbelt or any sporting type event. So what might seem to cost you seats in the beginning will actually gain you opportunity to market to bigger shows and create a unique presentation for people who might want to experience something like a hockey game uh, in a little bit different way. So, I mean, I'm, I'm eager. I like the price tag they're talking about. I like the idea of trying to expand to these shows. And, uh, again, I'm no expert about this. Jake, you've toured with, you know, all kinds of folks and been in all kinds of venues. The stuff that he's talking about, that that, like, 6,000, 7,000 is kind of an awkward size, 9 or 4,500 is really where you want to be. Is that fit with what you know? Yes. Actually, the first time I ever was in Pensacola was playing at, at the Bay Center. Oh, all right. And uh, I remember behind the stage where they set it up, there was a lot of room back there. So, um, you know, pushing that back would add those seats. And artists get to a weird point where they don't want to play such a big venue and it looks like they didn't sell. 
and then they want a little bit smaller venue where it looks packed out and they can maximize mm -hmm. that. You and know. the costs are lower because the rent is lower and everything else, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So. Okay, so yeah, I mean, again, makes sense to me. And he was giving this presentation to the Tourism uh, Development Council in order to you know kind of keep them informed of things. Eight twenty two on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or you know, like for the first time, like you're just kind of wondering, what do I do? Is it time? This is a big thing. I'm kind of scared. Okay, great. Christina Leavenworth understands where you're at. She's helped lots of people buy their first home, buy their 10th home, sell a home, add an Airbnb that they want or a long-term rental, whatever, or, you know, deal with difficult circumstances. It might be that uh, somebody in the family passed away and you have to sell a home that you didn't think you'd have to, or there's a divorce going. I mean, there's, like, there's all kinds of reasons people have to use a realtor, and She's fantastic at it. 175 homes last year. She will always answer your phone call. She will keep you informed as you're going through the process. And I really wish if we could go back in time, I've said it many times, but it's true. I wish I could go back in time and have a Christina Leavenworth helping us buy and sell a home for the first time. Because, man, what, man, just that would have been great. You know, do it right first time kind of thing. Uh, Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty, 723-9158. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate, from managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. As an IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, remitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and their HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Why so serious? Good morning, 825 News Radio 92.3, informative local Tommy Shaw. Uh, speaking of <laughs> acts that once upon a time would have filled a big arena and maybe now uh, maybe a base center size would be more appropriate for them. But uh, do they want the 9? Do they want the 4,500? Which kind of one uh, are they going for? And I suppose you could, you know, if we're a 9,000-seat arena, you could, um, with the stage is kind of the issue there, uh, you know, you could always, I suppose, use less of it than you have available if they're worried about making it seem like they didn't sell out. Uh, we got Jake. Uh, time for a quick traffic update. Traffic on the fives at 825. Yeah, we're looking good on our roadways. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. 
Highway 98 westbound through Tiger Point might get a little bit slow, slower than usual this time of morning. We do have an accident reported right there, right before you get to the light at uh, Avalon Garcon Point. Uh, other than that, around town, I'm not really seeing any issues. Highway 29 is now flowing smoothly through Inslee and Cantonment. Uh, if you're coming out of Milton through Pace uh, this morning on Highway 90, not seeing any accidents there. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. If you're thinking about that next vehicle and you're trying to decide where to go, I always say that Frontier Motors serves the community, and you might think that's just a line. Well, no, I typically pick my words pretty carefully. Here's an example of what I mean. When you go there and you look at a car and you get a price sheet and it's got you the text and the title and the price of the car and you trade in and all that – and then there's a bottom line price. Well, staple to the back of that, the second page is a Carfax. Carfax will give you the vehicle maintenance and repair history to the degree that it was reported. Okay, because not everybody reports all the repairs uh, for a variety of reasons. So I think of a Carfax as a good starting point, better than nothing, but still good to take a used vehicle to a mechanic for an inspection. Worth the money. Um, but the point is, you get that for free from Carf- uh, from uh, Frontier. Well, what if you're buying a car off a of Facebook Marketplace or from some corner lot somewhere? No problem. They don't give you a Carfax. You just call Frontier with the VIN and they'll give you one for free. Why would they do that? Because they can. Because it helps. Because it's easy. Because it's a good thing to do. Because being a good neighbor. Because serving the community. That's kind of their idea. Let's just be, you know, a force for good here, right? Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? A fast-moving wildfire in the Texas Panhandle is now the second-largest wildfire in the state's history. The Texas A&M Forest Service says that Smokehouse Creek fire now has burned 500,000 acres since Monday. It's completely uncontained. They expect it to grow even more. Governor Greg Abbott has issued a disaster declaration there for 60 different counties. Family dollar stores have been ordered to pay a $40 million fine after pleading guilty to having unsanitary conditions in a rodent-infested warehouse in Arkansas. The FDA says they found over 1,000 rats in this warehouse. It was uh, the one in West Memphis, Arkansas back in 2022. The fine part of a plea deal, the largest monetary criminal penalty ever given in a food safety case. And Hunter Biden testifying today in the Republican-led impeachment inquiry over his father, President Joe Biden. Uh, That testimony comes as the investigation recently suffered a setback after the indictment of an ex-FBI informant. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. And, um, you know, the Michigan primary was yesterday, and it was exactly what we expected. And uh, you had Donald Trump slaughtered and, um, you know, uh, Nikki Haley got (laughs) slaughtered. I mean, 68 to 26. Uh, that's big. 40-point margin. You know, that's a, a lot. Um, still a lot of other candidates, uh, like Uncommitted got 3%. Uh, Ron DeSantis got a percent. Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ryan Binkley, who nobody's ever heard of, and uh, Asa Hutchinson, who maybe people have heard of but got fewer votes than Ryan Binkley. Um, anyway, the number to pay attention to, in my opinion, is the overall vote total. Uh, 756,000 for Donald Trump, 294,000 for Nikki Haley. That's just like around 1,100,000. On the Democrat side, remember I told you to look out for the uncommitted vote? 13% said we don't want Joe Biden. That's important because this is all over the, a lot of it is over the Israel-Gaza war and uh, the high Muslim concentration around Detroit. And somewhere around 13%, which is 100,000 people said we just don't want Joe Biden. Now he did get 600,000 votes, but that means the total on the Democrat side is like, Hundred ish, hundred thirty thousand, or sorry, seven hundred thirty thousand, compared to one point one on the Republican side. That's not what it'll be in the general election necessarily, but it's interesting and to think about 
What will non what will Nikki Haley voters do if they don't have her to vote for? Could she run as a third party candidate? Could somebody else run as a third party candidate? And how strong is the we don't want Joe Biden sentiment among Democrats, especially those who are sympathetic to the Palestinians and how that's going to affect him? You know, we know pushing for the ceasefire is a political strategy. We also know that uh, pretending that you're interested in the border is a political strategy in an election year. So just interesting stuff that we got yesterday. Oh, also, apparently Donald Trump's highest popularity is with Gen Z. Kind of a surprising survey that came out yesterday. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. The president's son, Hunter Biden's at the Capitol this morning to testify publicly under oath for House Republicans' presidential impeachment inquiry. South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry says he wants to learn the structure of Hunter's business ventures. Who was part of those business entities? Uh, what role did Joe Biden play? President Biden's brother, James, denied during his deposition the president ever benefited from any of the family's work. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. President Biden wins his primary in Michigan with 81% of the vote, 13% of Democrats voting uncommitted. Former President Trump beats Nikki Haley by about 41 percentage points in their Republican primary. We have the worst president in the history of our country, the most incompetent and the most corrupt president, and we can't let this continue. Trump, they're calling into a watch party in Grand Rapids. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It is 831 at News Radio 92. Three bit of a cloudy day right now, 70 degrees in Pensacola. The Escambia Sheriff's Office investigating after a man was shot in the leg yesterday. Investigators say this man showed up at his home with a gunshot wound on Tuesday afternoon. EMS was later sent to that home. The man was taken to the hospital. His injuries considered not to be life threatening. Deputies do say they're attempting to cooperate with this man. Uh, to investigate how the gunshots happened. Northwest Florida Congressman Matt Gates held a rally last night in Pensacola with Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, I, I understand that I am not the upstanding citizen that Hunter Biden is. <laughs> but, you know, but I feel like maybe I've been treated a little bit disproportionately bad. You know, minor, you know, if it was my laptop, I think it'd be a problem. You'd hear about it. it the intelligence people and the agencies wouldn't be coming and pretending it's Russian disinformation. You know, minor things like that. And there was a packed crowd at that Palafox Wharf Waterfront Event Center last night. Gates and Trump Jr. discussed a range of topics, the military, uh, the economy, small business, and, of course, rallied support for Donald Trump in the election in November. Gates made a prediction. He believes that Trump will get a historic percentage of the black vote. Uh, in November and also get support from working class Americans of all colors and creeds. A student who allegedly attacked an Escambia school district bus driver now facing a felony charge in that case. Escambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons tells Channel 3 the student is charged with third degree felony battery. This incident uh, allegedly took place last Wednesday at Bellevue Middle School. Simmons says the student got on the bus with an open container, sat in a seat despite the driver saying it wasn't allowed. Then it appears that when the driver told the student the school dean was on the way, the student attacked the driver. Whether it's in a school bus, whether it's in a school, or whether it's just in a community, uh, that small disagreements or small you know, uh, incidents that can escalate into, into violence. And um, we, we see that quite a bit because we get called to all of them in, in, within Escambia County. And the school district does say that there is video footage of this incident, but it will not be released to the public. 
Randy Jorgensen's back, and Milton is the city manager, at least on an interim basis. Monday night, the city council did vote to bring him back as an independent contractor with a six-month contract. He'll be making $12,000 a month. I don't think we should be paying somebody $12,000 a month to work 20 hours a week. This is what I'll say about that, Mike. Uh, I've seen Randy Jorgensen work. He's coming in back as a city manager. He fully understands that. And I promise you, he's going to be working over 40 hours a week. That exchange between Councilman Mike Cusack and Jeff Snow, and should the city terminate Jorgensen's contract early, he would be entitled to two-month severance at $24,000. Of course, this move comes after Jorgensen retired last September. His replacement, Scott Collins, resigned from the job after five months. Well, it looks like there's another measles case being reported in Broward County. The school district confirming a ninth case yesterday at Weston's Manatee Bay Elementary School. It's the seventh case of measles reported at that particular school. Right now, 835 at News Radio 92.3. Jake's got our traffic on the fives. This traffic report brought to you by Fresh from Florida. I'm not seeing anything on our roadways. No major accidents reported by FHP. There's lots of little fender benders popping up around town. I'm looking at about five of them right now, but nothing slowing you down, nothing causing any roadblock or any uh, major incidents this morning. Uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, even through Tiger Point, is is flowing smoothly. Uh, Highway 29 south through Cantonment is accident-free. And uh, if you're coming out of pace this morning on Highway 90, uh, we're looking good there as well. If you do see anything out there causing any slowdown, let me know on our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. You can call or text. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. We will have a cloudy day today with temperatures warming up near 75 degrees. Some showers possible as we go into the afternoon and evening. 30% chance of rain. Temperatures overnight dropping near 51. For Thursday, cloudy skies high near 64. Low on Thursday night near 58 degrees. More showers and thunderstorms move in on Friday morning. 70% chance of rain with a high near 68. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now we've got 70 degrees in Pensacola, 68 in Gulf Breeze, and 69 in Milton. Your money now. This morning, the market's down at the opening bell. The Dow down 194.20 at 38.778.21. and and p 500 down slightly, uh, down 13.58 at 5,064.60. NASDAQ down 65.59 at 15.969.71 today. The 10-year bond rate down slightly as well at 4.3%. Gold prices uh, down 70 cents, 2043.40. Silver prices down 11 cents at 22.64. And if you're invested in crypto, Bitcoin's having a good morning right now, up 3,130.26 at 61.27.37. The U.S. Army cutting 24,000 jobs. A new Army document says those jobs are being cut as the Pentagon shifts away from the war against terror and instead is focusing on countering Chinese and Russian forces. New data showing home prices in the U.S. hit an all-time high in December. According to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller U.S. National Home Price Index, prices in December were up 5.5% compared to December of 2022. Apple canceling its electric car project. Uh, They'd been working on that for about a decade. Bloomberg says executives told project workers many of them would be moved to the company's AI division. And uh, it looks like Netflix might be raising prices again. 
that, according to analysts at UBS Securities, analysts wrote in a research note they expect to see a price hike from Netflix sometime this year. It is 8.38. Your next news at 9. Breaking news anytime it happens. And I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I.F-A-M-U.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot! Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Bye. All right, so I am worried that we are going to get so many texts that I won't know how to process them all, but that's okay. That's a good problem to have. It's a problem I don't mind uh, dealing with. The question of the day is this. I had this weird idea because, you know, uh, snowflakes, and <laughs> my concern is that I think that what this generation and, you know, basically what ought to be mandatory for uh, college kids is instead of teaching them all this leftism and Marxism and wokeism and cancel culture and all of this, what we need to do is make them watch 80s movies. And if we make them watch, you know, movies from the 70s and the 80s, and we can maybe desensitize them a little bit, maybe expose them, to maybe some, show them some things that kind of make it out like America's a good place, um, that, you know, everything will be fine. But the particular slice of this that I'm almost serious about is the movie that you love that kind of couldn't get made today, but that people need to see. Like... Tell me the movie that you'd want to put on the list of the mandatory. They need to go watch this so that they can see some offensive humor, some satire at the protected, marginalized classes that they're so eager to protect all the time. And, uh, you know, just be a little offended and learn how to enjoy that instead of be so offended that you've got to stop everything that's 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 good in the whole wide world. So 437-1620, um, tell me the movie that you wish people today could watch that probably couldn't get made if it were made today, that offensive movie from the past that's really valuable and useful and funny and and helpful. 437-1620, uh, Jake, do you have one that jumps to mind? It's a question I asked the mayor, and the mayor said, uh, Dumb and Dumber. 
Hmm. Which I think is okay, sure. Nineties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, 90s, 90s movie. Yeah, but, a little later, and, um, and they still, I mean, you know, Borat. Oh yeah, is not that old. I mean, that mm-hmm. was made not that long ago, and it's a fairly offensive movie. Yeah, and hilarious. Also, of course, I was thinking about the Police Academy movies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, Police Academy is a good one, right? Uh, and you, as you say, probably not the kind of movie that you would make as much today. No. Although, then again, if it makes police look bad, maybe you do get that one made today. Think of all the movies that get made making police look bad, and that makes police look bad, you know, yeah. kind of incompetent. So, four three seven sixteen twenty. What's that offensive movie that you love from back in the day that probably couldn't get made today, but really people today need to watch again and again and again? Uh, all right, so we got. Uh, let's see, the gods must be crazy. You know, I've gosh, if I've seen that or not seen that, I don't think I have seen it. I kind of vaguely know what it's about, so I don't think I actually have seen that one, but I hear it's fantastic. Uh, Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Oh, sure. <laughs> Major Pain. All right, good one. I like that one. That's good. Uh, four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Oh, yeah, no, this is definitely, like, and, and it's so funny because these are movies that you love and you know it's ridiculous that people don't love them. Or think that there's something offensive and obnoxious because that's actually, you know, what makes them so fantastic. But obviously along this list... And don't come back until you've redeemed yourself. Absolutely. You put Blues Brothers on that list. Somebody says white chicks. Oh, God, with all the gender stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, you can't make that movie? Well, you can. Tootsie. Make it. I'll go watch. Well, yeah, but see... That's yeah. maybe more like creating sympathy for, mm. so it's a little bit different. Um, jazz singer, <laughs> you you know, could probably not get made today. Oh, and I got this is great. This is my favorite. I got three votes in a row for Blazing Saddles. Oh, sorry, gentlemen. Uh, forgive me. I was just uh, walking the parapet, uh, <laughs> taking a look around. What can I do for you? And that movie was for the a lot of the race stuff, right? Like, that movie would not get made today. It could not get made today. But it was, and people like, well, it's racist. No, you fool. It's satirizing racism. You don't know the difference? It is absolutely making fun of racism. Uh, 437-1620. Strays on Prime. Oh, I don't know this movie. Oh, is it, wait, is that the um, the animated one, maybe, with the, the animals? I think I have seen that. Slapshot. Oh, well, that's an obscure grab. Okay. Uh, another vote for Blazing Saddles. Um, oh, Spaceballs, obvious. Anything that Mel Brooks made yeah. is probably going to be on your list of you know things that people should watch to learn. Taxi Driver. Now, that's interesting. I wonder why Taxi Driver. That's, that's outside of what I would consider to be the genre, but okay, I'll take it. I mean, your votes count, too. Uh, somebody here says Life Force. Another vote for Blazing Saddles. Um, Pretty Baby. I don't know this movie either. Have you heard of this movie? I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, no, fair enough. I don't enough. know that one. Uh, yeah, everything from Mel Brooks, um, every you know, Blues Brothers, The Jerk, anything basically starring Steve Martin is probably you know problematic. Uh, I was even thinking of a, a whole line of your comedies that, and a lot of it is comedy, but you know, obviously comedies like Austin Powers. That's not your mother. It's a man, baby. <laughs> it's gonna be an issue. Uh, and then you know, you have things like uh, Animal House. Toga, 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 toga. 
or and these are really kind of interesting category submissions, but like Revenge of the Nerds, because there are parts of that movie that today are they would they do say, well, it was fostering, you know, date rape culture. Hmm. That's my pie. <laughs> Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. So what's your suggestion for a movie that Really, people today ought to be exposed to, kids particularly, like college-age students, instead of indoctrinating them with all of their woke stuff, uh, show them these movies from the 70s and 80s, and maybe they'd learn to have a thicker skin, laugh at some jokes, have a sense of humor. And a lot of them do. Okay, it's very patronizing and condescending for me to say all of them. But you know there's also enough (laughs) of that kind of problem. And probably what they need is more exposure to the stuff we were exposed to growing up. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Let them watch uh, the Drummonds a little bit, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that was my favorite show growing up with Arnold and, and Willis mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole dynamic. I, I think that, you know, couldn't really do that today. Uh, this traffic report brought to you by ECUA. I do sound like Austin. I really do. do. Like, I've I, said, I, I hear it in my own head now. Have I, said, have I told you that before? At first, when I heard him on the afternoon with Joe, I was like, oh, why is Jake in the afternoon show? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the more calm I talk and the less happy I try to sound, I sound just like Austin. Uh, ECUA, a traffic report brought to you by ECUA. I'm not seeing anything on the roadways here this morning. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton through Pace this morning on Highway 90, not seeing any accidents there. If you do see anything out there on the roadways slowing us down, let us know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ECUA ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with the traffic <laughs> on the fives. You almost want to say Austin, didn't you? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, we're getting, uh, again, the question for the day, 437-1620, is obnoxious, offensive movies that are hilarious and you love that really kids, particularly today, probably ought to watch so that they can learn to be less sensitive about all the things in the world. Uh, I got one for you. How about uh, Porky's? You can't, no. Why do you call her Lassie? No, good question. Um, <laughs> so uh, somebody submitted one of my favorite movies, which is sadly moving from being um, a comedy to being just a documentary, Idiocracy. The Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Yeah, it does. Oh, how about, uh, I said Steve Martin, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Ah! <laughs> so homophobic. Hilarious. Funny. It's human, right? Uh, as good as it gets. Oh, interesting. Um, I wonder why. It's been a while since I've seen it. So that's the Jack Nicholson Hell Hunt movie. I wonder why that one would be particularly problematic. History of the World, part one. Sure. Yes. Again, anything Mel Brooks has made. My Cousin Vinny and Dumber and Dumber. Um... This says uh, movies to educate, like Hidden Figures, that uh, showed how awesome the computers were back in the day. Although my problem with something like Hidden Figures is there's a lot of massaging of the history there to make the point. Uh, let's see, Rodney Dangerfield movies. Oh, sure, whether it's Caddyshack or Back to School. Um, somebody else said this is a military town. You definitely ought to have stripes in the list. Um, and, I mean, think about movies like Weird Science or Sixteen Candles. You know, there's going to be sex, drugs, rock and roll. Chips, dips, chains, whips. You know, basic high school orgy type of thing. They let us watch what? Yeah, and we turned out okay. Mm. (laughs) We really did turn out okay. Even something like a Team America World Police, which I don't recommend you watch, 
It what? takes. <laughs> it's no. That's that. it. It. There's a lot of people that will not appreciate Team America World Police. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that will. Okay, but there's a lot of our audience who sort of. Mm, I. I just. Mm. Dirk Dirk Allah, Dirk Dirk Muhammad Jihad, Haka Sherpa Sherpa, Abakala. Allah. Oh, Dirk Dirk Dirk. There's there's one particular scene in that movie that I just recommend you don't watch, involving puppets. Uh, of course, the whole movie is involving puppets, but if you know, Only you know. Only a woman. <laughs> It's the music that's the greatest part of the yeah, movie. It really I, is. It's, it's the uh, let's see. Gung Ho, Tropic Thunder. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Because Rodney, uh, or um, not Rodney. Um, uh, Junior. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is Jr. in blackface in the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he, that's He got sure. away with that one, didn't he? He did. He did. And also, uh, what was the movie I just watched recently where somebody was wearing blackface and I thought, oh, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. do that. To- oh, Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places when he plays the Jamaican guy in the train. Right? As mm-hmm. uh, part of the gag. Airplane. Oh, God. Yes. Airplane. That's fantastic. Joey, you ever hang around the gymnasium? Yeah, oh, that's a little creepy and funny. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess. I speak jive. Oh, good. <laughs> Something about Mary. All right. Trading places. Yes, exactly. Uh, pretty baby with Brooke Shields. Uh, let's see. Richard Pryor movies. Oh, yes. So many Richard Pryor movies and Gene Wilder movies. Naked Gun. Yes, absolutely. See, just for a moment, think about this. The average 22-year-old doesn't know any of this. And that makes me sad. It makes me sad. Not just because they're great movies that are funny and obnoxious and hilarious and offensive, but because they're great movies that are funny and obnoxious and hilarious and offensive. And I really think, you know, we need that. Anything by Monty Python. Oh, God, yes. The Meaning of Life or uh, a great example of particularly an offensive movie for, you know, religious people. But good. Good to have satire directed in that way. Uh, Holy Grail, obviously. Um, I keep getting keep getting uh, airplane and blazing saddles again and again and again and again. Um, Breakfast Club, good one, very good. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, for some people, the best movie they ever saw as a kid. <clears throat> Let's just uh, leave it at that. And then Toy by Richard Pryor. Uh, man, what a great list. This is like really mandatory. People ought to watch these things again. For the value humorously, but also for the, you know, desensitization. 437-1620-437-1620. I'm Andrew McKay. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $5 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your cybersecurity tip of the month. It's the beginning of tax season, and scammers know the threat of an IRS audit gets people to pay. Know that the IRS will never initiate contact through email, and any email threatening an audit is just a scam. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. 
plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR-TV, our local news team, and Fox News on News Radio Pensacola. I'm Hans. And I'm Franz, and we just, just want to pop. You are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, and speaking of that, even think of some of your SNL sketches. Like, uh-huh. it's Pat. I-, I mean, some of the classics uh-huh. that we grew up on. 854 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Man, what a big list. And uh, somebody even suggested the toy with Richard Pryor. I don't know. What could be wrong with the rich white kid hiring a black guy to pretend to be a puppet? I don't I don't even get it. What's the, <laughs> what's the problem? 437-1620. Did you um did you happen to catch a story about Joe Biden's sex life? <laughs> I know. <What? laughs> I know some of you are like, what? I feel like this is taking a turn. Um, no, he. there's a biography coming out about Jill. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's apparently going to be in the biography is how he likes to joke to his aides that um, the key to a long and lasting marriage is good sex. And he actually got told to tone it down a little bit when he was running for the presidency. Um, he made a risque, sort of risque joke about um, sex on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and, um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel said he was, he said he should put on a, a, um, he was wearing, Kimmel was wearing a New York Mets hat and, uh, Biden was wearing a Phillies hat. And Kimmel says, that's not the way to win voters, Mr. President. And, you know, Biden before he was president said, but it is the way to be able to sleep with my wife. She's a Philly girl. If I weren't into the Phillies, I'd be out of luck, man. You know, I saw somebody relatively famous in media just kind of said, oh, I threw up a little in my mouth right now. Why? What, you think old people can't fool around? I mean, you... Have you heard of the villages? You, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but STDs in the nursing home, <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, Like, why? They have a healthy marriage. What, what's your problem? You just don't want them to have a good marriage? Is he wrong that good sex is important to a good, long-lasting marriage? Is I mean, you just don't want to think about it? Well, why not? You know, you think about how many unhealthy versions of sexuality and sexual desire Hunter Biden. and sexual behavior, well, fair enough, uh, that we have in this culture. No, 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 but the one that bothers you is people that have been married for several decades and they say that it's important to have sex and he's attracted to his hot wife because she is, she's gorgeous. Joe Biden is gorgeous by any objective measure. Why would that bother you? That's the area you're going to be a prude about? Of all the things, people who like being devoted to each other in a monogamous relationship, that's the one that you've got a problem with? Come on, man. I mean, seriously. This is healthy. This is normal. This is good. This is even a, dare I say, a positive thing. I don't know. It's reassuring. They're they're frisky at their age. Good for them. I don't know. I I I have the opposite reaction to this. I just I, I 
anyway, you've you've heard my view, okay? It's a healthy, normal, aspirational thing, and um, frankly, I'm glad that people in their position are not so averse to having or maybe making the occasional joke about it because that's good too. If, I mean, goodness, if you can't joke about sex, <laughs> you know. It's, Man, God knew it'd be funny. A57, Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? All right. I'm not seeing any accidents reported by FHP at the moment, or at least none that are causing any major slowdown. It looks like Highway 98 eastbound and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning is accident-free. Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no major issues there. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there on your roadways, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Let me just say one last quick thing about the Biden thing. Um, I will always celebrate a healthy marriage. I don't care who's having the healthy marriage. If they're having a healthy marriage, I will always celebrate it. That's it. Uh, hey, if you are an employer, you've got employees, you got to deal with benefits, human resource, payroll, health insurance, dental, vision, life, disability, you know, employee benefits. Um, maybe it's going great. And if so, Wonderful. And if it's not going great or you just want to find out if it can be even better, call Torgus and Causey. They're a local company. This is what they do. They help people manage their benefits and make sure their employees get the stuff that they need. I know personally because we've used them here at Cat Country News Radio for about seven years, and they're great. They gave us options we didn't have. They answer questions that we did have. Um, my wife likes to ask a lot of detailed questions. They always had good answers for us, so they have been fantastic for us, and I recommend them for you and your business. Locally owned and celebrating more than 20. I think it's actually now 25 years in operation. 433-9996 for Torgerson and Causey, or check them out online at TC Benefits Group. Dot com. All right, a quick future news here. Um, Jake, uh, will um, uh, will the bump stocks, will the Supreme Court say bump stocks are uh, not allowed or will they allow them? I think they won't allow them. I think they will allow them because the single trigger operation, the definition of a machine gun, is going to be a problem. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. 